Every lady needs a hobby. From Miss Fisher's Murder Mystery Podcast. I'm Mackenzie. I'm Genevieve. And I'm Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, listeners. We are joined by a special correspondent for this episode, Maddie Page, joining us for our discussion of Ms. Fisher's Modern Mysteries. We brought in a special Miss Fisher super fan for this episode. She's also our good friend, and <laughs> um, that's me. <laughs> um, we forgot to finish the intro. Uh, this week we are reviewing season one, episode one of Miss Fisher's Modern Murder Mysteries. The title of which I have predictably forgotten. Is Don't it? Don't worry. I've predictably written it down. It's just (laughs) murdered. Just murdered. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, so as we mentioned last week, this week we are taking a break from Miss Fisher Season 2 and reviewing the new Miss Fisher spinoff, Miss Fisher's Modern Mysteries. Um, And I was going to say that we're going to do that from now on, but we didn't actually really discuss that, did we? Yeah, we're going to do it every other episode. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you say? I, yeah, I did. I did listen to your episode this morning, and I can confirm that you told us listeners you'd be alternating. Between <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Correct. Thank you for that fact check, Maddie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is the kind of sleuthing that we value here on Every Lady Needs a Hobby. Yeah. Thanks for that. Maddie did design our logo, so she's been part of Every Lady Needs a Hobby from the beginning. She, you just haven't heard her yet, but you have seen her wonderful artwork. Thank you, Genevieve. That That's a great introduction. Um, I guess another thing I'd add is that one time, you know, one year when I first met you guys, you two were living together. And so I got to, you know, witness your playful banter in person in Boston. And also <laughs> where I got to see Mackenzie start honing her skills as a uh, drop waist pattern maker so you know I feel like I have some some tangible firsthand knowledge of the two of you and what makes you experts so I'm glad to be here that's true I I didn't even think about it from that angle but uh yeah you knew us in our Downton Abbey days yes that is true (laughs) (laughs) I I also remember you coming over and and making some very colorful leggings during the drop waist dress sewing phase so yeah that might have fit those those creations might fit better into the modern mysteries yes, than, than than Franny's era so. so it's very fitting that you're joining us yeah <laughs> well I actually can't wait to talk about the costumes in this episode but I feel like maybe first we should do housekeeping uh oh, Gen- yeah. Genevieve do you have any housekeeping we'll be at Miss Fisher Con <laughs> Sooner than I'm frankly prepared for. But soon, starting in June, we'll have some listener polls posted. So you guys should get ready to answer some poll questions that we'll be revealing the answers to during our live show. So even if you're not going to be at Miss FisherCon, you can be part of our live show and we will obviously release our show after the con. So and if we, you are going to be at Miss FisherCon, please let us know so that we can look forward to meeting you. Definitely. Um, and also, I just like to add that we have some costume contest outfits cook- that we're cooking up. So get excited for that. We'll be at the costume contest. <laughs> <laughs> are you two doing an ensemble look or are you entering separately? That's classified at this point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As always, if you could subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, uh, write us a review. That is really helpful. And we love hearing from you. So please send us a message on Instagram or through our website or on Twitter, where everyladyneedsahobby.com. And I always forget our Twitter handle. I think it's Lady Every. Lady Every, yep. Yes. And on Instagram, we are everyladyneedsahobby mm-hmm. as well. So we love hearing from you. Please write to us. Yes. And I love what I personally love. We had someone who started listening this week. And so on Instagram, we post for every episode. Um, but when people start listening to the podcast, I know that they're just starting because they'll go and post on our old posts for the first episodes. And I love that because it means new people are listening to the podcast. So welcome all. It's never too late to join. Um, well, I think that's everything. So I guess we can get into it. Um, oh, we also have merch. <laughs> yeah, we have merch. Please order it. Um, we're, we're sure you'll love it because Madeline designed the logo and it's beautiful. <laughs> There's also a version now that says it's a clue on it, so check it out. It's a clue! <laughs> <laughs> so you can have a t 
shirt that says, it's a clue. And I know you all want that. And then your friends can be like, what's a clue? And you can be and like. And you'll be like, it's this podcast about this show that you probably haven't watched. <laughs> Are you two planning to bring any merchandise to Miss FisherCon? Yes. Excellent question, Madeline. Yes, we are. There so, may be an opportunity to win some merch during the live show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It won't just be for purchase. It'll also be for mm-hmm. winning. For winning. Um, Okay, so then I think that really is all of our housekeeping. Uh, So let's get into this episode, the name of which you claim to have written down, but I don't believe you have said yet. Yeah, I did say. It's just murdered. I believe that is a reference (laughs) to the bridal aspect of the murder. Okay, well, that's my... But that's my typical lack of attention to detail. <laughs> what is the, I don't, I don't know that I know the reference. Just married. Ju- oh, just married, just murdered. She was murdered in a wedding dress. No, yeah, now I get it. Great. Okay. Okay. I mean, I can explain it again in more detail. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did you guys think overall about this episode? Or this, I guess this whole new show that we're talking about. Yeah, whole new series. Maddie, what, what did you think? You're a special correspondent, so. Well, I feel a little pressure because you two, you know, are the super fans, I feel like, compared to me. And I know there's a lot of pressure on this show. But it's I, a little pressure podcast, don't worry. No, no, yeah. no not on, the sh- on your show, but on the spinoff show. Yeah. Right, right. And I have to say, I really liked it. I think that, well... I thought it was really fun, and I really, this makes me a little biased, but I do love 60s. I love that era, so that was just really fun as well. Like, I love mid-century modern architecture and furniture and clothes, so I really enjoyed watching it. I was obsessed with those chairs in Peregrine's living room. I, like, <laughs> want them. You mean <laughs> the ones so like, cool. built into the wall? No, the, like, armchairs that were a little, like, I'm going to do a bad job. They were, like, wooden with a cushion on them. Mm-hmm. Not those sofas, but the armchairs. Um, oh, yeah, I love those. I love to get yeah, those. They're, like, very mid my house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Maddie, I'm with you. I actually enjoyed this way more than I thought I would. I was very skeptical because of my great love for Miss Fisher's murder mysteries. I was like, well, they're going to ruin it. It's going to be terrible. And I love it. It was like so fun. It's like definitely a different vibe, I feel like, than Miss Fisher's. Like, not completely, but like a little bit. Just a, a different feel to it. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, I liked it. And I'm <laughs> I'm ready to like it more, but I'm reserving judgment until I watch the next episode. Um, I really like the costumes and the cars and the sets. Like, because I, I also I'm with you. I really like 60s fashion and style. Um, I felt like it dragged a little in the middle, and I was like, "What? Like, where's this going? This is moving kind of slow." Um, but then by the end, I was like excited to watch the next episode. Like, I want to know what is going to happen. Which you know, I wasn't sure I wasn't sure I was going to get there, but I did. So I'm reserving judgment. And, you know, I'm really I'm really critical. But like, of course, I'm going to watch it. So, well, you have to because we're going to we're going to record a podcast. About it. <laughs> yes, but I guess my point is I want to. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Maddie and I could just go rogue if you don't want to watch it. <laughs> No, I do. And I like I like that it's different. I like that it had um, just a different feel. Like, it's not a total cookie cutter copycat of yes. the original. Um, like, the stars has a totally different vibe, and I appreciated that. <laughs> but I, I feel like it had enough nods to the original series that I was pleased as a fan to see their sort of, like, nods and, and references to Miss Fisher. So I, I liked that. Yeah, I agree. Should we talk? costumes because I feel like that's what everyone wants to talk about costumes slash style yes (laughs) (laughs) um so I really loved all of those robes that I felt like were really a reference to the original series because Friday was always wearing like robes with birds and flowers and shit on them Yes, I real I see. I that's a good example of a really good nod to the original series without being like hitting you over the head with it. So I liked that. I did not like, and well, I won't spoil it yet. I did not like the little black dress, though. And I feel like this is something that I saw in the trailers. They had her wearing the little black dress. And I just like the vibe I got from it was like, I'm going to hate this show. <laughs> not really. <laughs> like, I didn't, 
Anyways, I liked the show. I did not like that dress. Why didn't you like the dress? I just, I felt like it didn't quite fit her right. Maybe you guys probably have a different take on this. I felt like it didn't quite fit her right. And it was like too, too skimpy for even the 60s. It was like very short, very like, I don't know. And I didn't really like the neckline. I just didn't really like anything about it. I was wondering if one of you guys was going to mention the neckline. Because I feel like that's that's very that's a very bold statement. And you either love it or you hate it. I, I liked it. I liked the dress. I thought it was very Breakfast at Tiffany's. I was going to say that, Mackenzie. The black <laughs> satin. But I, I just like, felt like it looked like it was too big for... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a hater. <laughs> I don't always love cutouts, but I felt like it worked. I do think maybe it did seem like it was a little loose in the waist. But I don't know. I... Yeah, I, I liked it. And I think they were deliberately trying to reference Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think it's a little bit absurd that um, Fl- what Florence Astor, the designer, was supposed to have like made that in one night. Like, no, absolutely not. It was like fully lined and it had a fabric covered buttons. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I think she was working on it since when she com- she said something to Peregrine about it. Yeah, I guess so. So like, which could have been. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she I guess also, she's like professional, but. <laughs> and her salon was like closed, so she had a lot of time on her hands. It seemed like. I suppose, yeah. I mean, we suspend our disbelief. <laughs> yes, it's also television. <laughs> <laughs> well, in addition to that, I really liked her all of her different crop tops including the pajama sets that were worn under the robes like I she had the pink one and the blue one and I was a fan of those you do strike me as the kind of person that do you have like a lot of pajama sets like you strike me as a pajama wearer um um, (laughs) I I don't have a lot of them and I don't, yeah, I don't really sleep in pajamas, but, I, um, <laughs> but I've always been someone that aspired to be the matching pajama set person. Yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> like, an aspiration. <laughs> yeah. Like that is definitely something like, I don't know about you guys, but I get that one Instagram ad for like the silk pajama set. I do not get those. Anyone? Anyone? I don't get that. Oh my goodness. It looks beautiful. And it's like $500 for this pajama (laughs) set, which is why it's an aspiration, you know? Oh my God. I don't know how much dumb shit I've bought on Instagram. (laughs) So much. You can get a pajama set for way less than $500. I was just at Kohl's the other day. Let me tell you, you can pick that up for like 10 bucks on sale. Oh my God. You're obsessed with Kohl's. (laughs) Yeah, I liked the pajamas a lot, too. And I I can, like, I understand your aspiration because I also, like, always feel like I should be wearing, like, sexy pajamas. And then they just, they seem impractical. And I'd rather just be wearing this, like, disgusting, this, like, really gross t-shirt that someone gave me in college. And it was, like, probably already used when they bought it. And it's, like, hugely oversized and full of holes. And Dan thinks it's really awful. But I, that's what I want to sleep in. So, yeah. And, hey, you're married. So, you know, why even try anymore? (laughs) Wow. Ouch. Ouch. So I want to talk about the car and I meant to like look up what it was and I I didn't. I don't know if either of you guys did, but that is a cool car. Like, you know, like the 1920s car, like the the Hispano was cool, but I wouldn't want to like cruise the streets in that. But that 60s car was, like, hot. I would love to have that car. Oh, I love, I was like, this is a total Friday car. Like, of course she had this car. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yep. I did find it, okay, here's something I was thinking about. I thought it was weird to see the really modern house. Because I feel like I just picture Phryne in her house, like, her house that we see in in her show. And it was weird to me that she had, like, bought this really modern house yeah I also was like why why use a different house I thought that was confusing but I don't don't know maybe there's an interview somewhere that explains that choice (laughs) because I was expecting when she's like here's the keys to the house I was expecting her to go to Franny's house and then it was a different house and I was like oh I'm a little sad I was kind of hoping to see Franny's house I feel like it was probably just for more practical setting the scene of the era purposes Maybe they were using the old house to film the movie in. Right. Oh, right. But they probably could have worked that out. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, what 
production. What would have been cool would have been to see the old innards of the house, but to have it in the mid-century decoration. Like, that would have been a cool cool twist. Yeah, Yeah, that's kind of what I was expecting. I wonder if that's why they didn't use it, because it would have looked, like, maybe not good like that. Like, maybe they thought about it and decided that it wouldn't work. You know, because I feel like older I mean I know this because I looked at a bunch of houses earlier this year when I was buying mine but like the older houses they don't have that open concept look that's really popular now and I that the house that they did use for the show looks like it's very open concept so yeah um well they did did you guys notice that they're reusing cast members I felt like some of them looked familiar but yeah. I was like like was the guy the other department store owner was he one of the rugby players Oh, from the football not, episode. I didn't know that. I think he just had the same vibe. He Anyways, did, yeah. who um, who was a repeat? Um, so the Italian woman, Violetta. Can you guys guess who she was? Oh, was that Car Carmella? <laughs> Close. No, no. Now that you say it, I recognize it. But it's it's Conchetta. Conchetta. Okay, pa- cut the part where I said Carmella. <laughs> no, I re- I refuse to cut that part. <laughs> We're leaving that in. Um, no! Is that who you meant? Is that who you meant, though? Yes! <laughs> <Carmel. laughs> yeah, we're not talking about the caramel candy. No. Jack's, like, rival love interest. Wow, I did not realize that. I think it's because she's wearing glasses in this show. A and classic it's like a disguise. Totally, a totally different character. But that's so funny. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that was the only one I read. I tried looking up some other ones because I thought they kind of looked familiar, but I guess just like all Australians look alike. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should cut that. It's just... <laughs> terrible. I could sw- the the woman um who got married got married who got murdered the woman who got murdered just Barbie? murdered just murdered. <laughs> I wait. What was her name? Getting married is kind of like dying. Barbie. Barbie. Her name was. No, Barbie. no. The second woman who got murdered. Oh, Florence. Florence. She looked, I swear she looked familiar. And I looked up, looked her up on IMDb and I've not seen her in anything else. But she looks so familiar to me. She looked to me, honestly, a little bit like Dr. Mac. A little bit. Yeah. Like, Why couldn't we have Dr. Mac? Come on. I put that in my notes. I was like, where's Dr. Mac? Why is the <laughs> adventurous club? As a like 70 year old woman. Speaking of Dr. Mac, did you guys notice that the taxi cab company was called Mac's Taxi Cabs? I did notice that. And I was wondering if that's deliberate or if that's just like a Melbourne taxi company. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Like she started a taxi company? <laughs> well, at first I, this is going to be embarrassing, but I was like, wait, who was named Mac? <gasps> wanna, oh, Madeline. I know, but I, I just, it's been a while since I've mm-hmm. watched the episodes. And then I was like, Mac wait was that one of her drivers no it wasn't and that's what I wanted it to be for a second like maybe one of her drivers now was like taxi kingpin but oh that would make way more sense like yeah Sess and Bert running a taxi company mm-hmm. or maybe just Sess I don't really feel like Bert had a great head for business <laughs> <laughs> um well so speaking of like cast members and and throwbacks like the adventurous club i think that they are setting that those people in the club up to be the supporting cast and filling the role that like bert and Sess and dot and mm-hmm. mr butler filled mm-hmm. yes. um maybe like do you think maybe because it would have been weird for her to have staff in the 60s yes so i'm not sure i like that i don't know i just didn't i didn't love the adventurous club scenes like that's part of what i thought was kind of draggy like when they made her do those tests i was like this is dumb why is she doing tests like well yeah i thought that too i was like the adventurous club is about adventure it's not about detecting and they're like making her do detective tests and like it turned out that wasn't really like what they were testing her for but it seemed a little it was a little gimmicky and i was like ah this isn't the vibe of the Adventuresses Club from Miss Fisher's era. Like, what is going on here? So, also the fact that they had a man. I get that he's the brother of Birdie, but I was sort of like, no, this is a ladies' club. <laughs> what is he doing here? Yeah, and I just kind of wanted Birdie to actually be like Minnie the mechanic from Blood at the Wheel. Mm-hmm. Like, because that was when they did the Adventuresses Club, and it seemed like anyone who was just like a cool lady could join the club in that episode. But in, in this show, it was like, no, you have to be like a nuclear physicist. So I found that odd. 
Yeah, it definitely seemed like a slightly different vibe of the Adventurers Club. But it is like 40 years later, so, well, 35 years later. So I guess it's, you know, organizations evolve. <laughs> um, also on the topic of the Adventurers Club, um, I, like, why did she have to sneak in and fall through the ceiling and land on the chandelier? <laughs> Antics. I guess so. It felt like a little bit of a cheap thrill. I was like, you didn't even show her crashing through the roof. It was like a cut from the roll to the chandelier dangle. Yeah, that is something I saw in the trailer and thought, eh. (laughs) Also, the way that the roof line was set up, it didn't even really look like it was just a small pitch and then the roof flattened (laughs) out. So why wouldn't she just have rolled onto the flat part? I don't know where she went through. Yeah, that's a solid point. I noticed that as well. Yeah. I was like, where's she's not really falling. But, you know, maybe they couldn't afford the um the stunt doubles. I don't know. <laughs> um so I have no, like that I have that note and then just below it I have noted love how her nails match her top. So that seems important. <laughs> yeah, way more important than like the real how realistic it is that she crashed through the roof. So solid. It point. Is- it is kind of part of her character development, right? Like in the beginning, she's super brash and kind of messes things up. And so that's mm-hmm. like her literally like bumbling into the <laughs> the club. And then she refines her sneaking abilities. Yeah, well, I, feel like, I feel like she also like gets a purpose. Like at the beginning, it seems like she's just kind of like bouncing from job to job and like... I don't know, we've all been there, right? And then it's like, oh, this is actually something I'm really, like, excited about. Yeah, at first I didn't like it, because I wrote down, um, regarding bad perm, screwing things up seems very on Miss Fisher-like behavior. And I was, like, a little bit, like, where's this going? But then I liked it, you know? Yeah. It was a nice nice change that she was kind of, like, a little bit inept and, like, sort of, you know, flighty. I think is how she's described in the description on Acorn. And she's definitely different than Riney, which I think is good. If they just, like had the same character it would have been like a cheap you know, like knockoff and it's not it's, it's like a little more thoughtful and interesting i think yeah um also this is just a, a kind of an aside but during the presentation that they're doing when um peregrine like crashes through the roof they are talking about the first woman in space and then saying that she's training all these other women and they're soon they'll be the first woman on the moon. And I looked it up. No woman has ever gone to the moon. And NASA plans to plan to land the first woman on the moon by 2024. Whoa. Isn't Wait, it depressing? How, ma- how many people have been on the moon, though? I didn't look that up. It's but all like, men, though. Probably not I that didn't, many. Like, this is embarrassing, but I didn't realize we'd gone back to the moon. I thought I was kind of like one and done. <laughs> Well, I, don't think I do think we've gone not very many times like there's been a lot of different women in space just not on a mission that's landed on the moon right yeah well probably just because there's nothing there you know like if there was like an outlet mall on the moon I would go but it's just like like potholes you know wow <laughs> way to live up to a stereotype Mackenzie <laughs> only like shopping they don't want to be on the moon and maybe if there's a mall on the moon we'd all go to the moon well, I mean, I'd also go if there was, like, um, wine. <laughs> I can't think of anything that isn't a stereotype. Um, well, I did hear that Vice President Pence was at an event, like, a month or two ago, and he just, like, apparently without any kind of prior preparation just decided to ad-lib during the speech and say we were going back to the moon, even though no one else in the government knew that yet or had been (laughs) prepping for that. So I wonder if we really are going to the moon by 2024. That's more (laughs) of the mistaken headline. Oh my God. Did Mike Pence say that that, that we're going to go to the moon by 2024, Genevieve? Is that what you read on Wikipedia? No, it wasn't on (laughs) Wikipedia. I bet it was on Wikipedia though. (laughs) No. Oh, this is a this is a WLOS.com. Okay. It's an ABC News affiliate. So I If but the problem is that if Mike Pence went to the moon, a woman couldn't go with him because he couldn't be alone on the space shuttle with her. I don't think Mike Pence is going to the moon. <laughs> I'm not okay. sure if we're getting too political right now. <laughs> Alright, well, just to be nonpartisan, so apparently NASA's planning on sending the first women ever and the first man in nearly five decades to the moon by 2024, thanks to an additional increase to the agency's budget by President Trump. Only 12 humans, all male, have ever walked on the moon, and they were all American. 
So maybe that is a Miss Fisher spinoff where two people are in a, uh, you know, a man and a woman are in a, a uh, rocket ship to the moon. Yes. And then there's sexual tension, but you really have to blame it on the lack of gravity because they keep just like missing each other. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but is there a murder on the moon? Yes. And it's called Murder on the Moon. Um, Miss yeah. Fisher in space and that would be the Miss Fisher skill of the week would be like astronaut maybe it would be accessorizing a spacesuit. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know she would alright I'm ready for that <laughs> also just sorry just to, I'm keeping to read this article and the last person walked on the moon in 1972 1972 and then so that was like three years after the first person walked on the moon so they kind of just like didn't try that many more times huh well wait was the first person on the moon in 19 oh yeah 69 right because you know 69 was like the moon landing woodstock i don't know i'm not sure (laughs) was that the year that jfk was assassinated um bay of pigs was in 1959 so you're 10 years off yeah i don't even know let's cut that that's just embarrassing i don't even i couldn't even tell you what that is to be honest (laughs) it was uh it was the the invasion in cuba right okay well anyway moving on (laughs) uh Um, jfk was assassinated wait in 1963 oh god Wow, do not tell my history teacher that I said any of that. I'm calling them right now. No. But it was Woodstock. You got that part right. And the moon landing, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The two most important events. Do you think Our- Peregrine will go to Woodstock? Is that going to be the season finale? <laughs> well, several years later. That's a good point. What year is this taking place? Do we know? I think it's 63. I might have just made that up, though. So maybe she'll be at the JFK assassination. Maybe she'll solve it. Maybe we'll finally get answers. <laughs> was it a lone gunman? Was it a conspiracy? Miss Fisher's on the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, she probably would find a clue. Yeah, frankly, we needed Miss Fisher on the case. Yeah. Um, so just like to move on from my embarrassing lack of historical knowledge. Um, I really like that Samuel is like a weird workshoppy guy. Like it reminds me of Batman um, where what's his name has got the gadgets, you know, he's like, Oh, I built you this gadget for, and he, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to more from him. Like the lipstick knife seemed like a great entry point and I'm, I'm ready for like, I don't know, like an eyeliner poison dart or like whatever is next. Isn't that also Mycroft's role in Sherlock Holmes, kind of? Um, I, I don't watch that show. <laughs> well, no, not in the show, in the books. Oh, also don't read the books. Okay, um, we need to discuss James Steed. I feel like we have not even talked about him yet, and we need to discuss. Yes. Um, I like his suit. I like his face. Uh, I'm not sensing the appropriate amount of tension. It's not as, like, thick and chewy as I wanted it to be. Like, it's not Jack and Franny level. Well, yet. I mean, come on. That's a really high bar. True. <laughs> also, I feel like they're purposely making the dynamic a little different. Like, he basically, like, lets her work with him almost immediately. Like, he puts up no resistance. And, like, they basically almost kiss at the end of the first episode. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well. I found him to be way better looking in the show than in the trailers. Yeah, I thought he was very good looking. I don't remember having any thoughts of comparing it to the trailers, but I don't think it's good. He's so tall. I do kind of like his holster thing that he wears, too. Yeah, that's very, like, Lonard or SVU, but I kind of like it. Um, I really liked when she first walked in just shouting that she needed to report a theft. And she was wearing those awesome sunglasses and he was just like, you know, he just looked at her like, whoa, who is this? You know? Yeah. He was like dazzled. That was a good Mm -hmm. moment. I forgot about that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I just love how she's she's just like, excuse me, but I need to report a theft. And he's like, did you talk to the, did you see the front desk? And she's like, yes, it was lovely. I need to report a theft. (laughs) 
Um, I wish that, like, I just wanted to, I, mean, I guess I know it's only the first episode, but it was an hour and 20 minutes. So I wanted a little bit more character development for him. Cause like, what's his, what's his deal? You know, mm-hmm. like he seems like he's really competent and he's working for this asshole. And then he's just like immediately willing to accept help. But like, I just wanted more context there. Like, I don't know, maybe we'll get it in the next episode. Yeah. That seems very likely that we will. Yeah. Um, and are there only four episodes total? I think I read that. Yeah. I wonder why they did that instead of just making a full show. Yeah, I was trying to, I hadn't, I hadn't even looked at the full list on Acorn and I was trying to research some stuff today about the show and I saw four part miniseries and my heart sank. Yeah. Only four episodes? What is this? This has to be a joke, but. Yeah, I I guess Game of, they were trying to Game of Thrones it, just like make extra long episodes. I don't know. <laughs> it's nothing like Game of Thrones. It's a lot like it. There's also a dragon. So. Wait, we watch <laughs> the same show because I miss the dragon. Yeah, and then and then in the end, the dragon like grabs in flight. Never mind. <laughs> this is a spoiler-free podcast, except for this, except for Miss Fisher's. There's spoilers for Miss Fisher's murder mysteries in this podcast. Also, do we really care about Game of Thrones spoilers? I don't, but. Well, I do have to say, this is a little um, off the topic we're on right now, but we've already established that Florence dies, and immediately when I saw that come to light, I envisioned Genevieve's classic line about the bodies, and I'm hoping you can do it. (laughs) Let the bodies hit the floor. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did think when we saw Florence dead, I thought, you've got to be kidding me. This is the first episode and they're already just letting the bodies pile up. Like, no, it's too soon for there to be two murders in one episode. But there was an extra 20 minutes. So that's, I mean, one third more. It means like we deserve at least one third additional murder, you know? We got no, a I don't think you've earned it yet. I don't think the show has earned it yet. You can't just let the bodies pile up in the pilot. No. No. Well, can well, you did... just can you say it with a little more passion? <laughs> <laughs> what? Let the bodies hit the floor? Yeah. Yeah, give, give it to us. Let the bodies hit the floor. Isn't that like it's like a rock song? <laughs> oh, I just meant like one time I listened and you just like <laughs> exclaimed it with such like passion that. <laughs> I think that's like Rob Zombie or something. Hmm. It sounds like hardcore like metal song, isn't it? It's like well, um, I was surprised that they killed Florence Astor. Like I thought she was getting set up to be a recurring cast member and then she just was dead. Were you guys surprised by that? I thought she was gonna be the murderer at first, but then I realized that they were they were, you know, they were laying on that that line too thick, so it couldn't possibly be. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely the club member that I felt the most connected to out of any of them by the time she was killed. So it was surprising. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Birdie. I guess we're not supposed to be, but I just don't see myself growing to love her. I don't know. Seems like she's pretty uptight. Yeah, I do like who I'll now just refer to as Carmelo. Um, I do like <laughs> Carmelo. <laughs> I did some research, too, and um, for the other members, like, they mentioned the woman who was the first woman to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, and that the name they gave is not the same name as the actual first woman. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. That must have been deliberate. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but it was like, that woman had what sounded like, you know, it sounded like a very specific name like it was kind of a harsh name the name hmm. that they gave the woman in the show and then the person the first woman is like susan mcdonald and it's like really basic <laughs> the first australian woman maybe oh. they have in the adventurous club maybe well i i thought that that bit was interesting where they were describing all of the different things the adventuresses had done to gain entry to the club and i was like okay i love miss fisher but like what has she done she's a detective so she didn't exactly climb kilimanjaro like does she have a phd like i don't know <laughs> she climbed kilimanjaro to the first hiker's hut yeah yeah <laughs> she flies a plane that's true. She's a she philanthropist. Does, yeah, she does stand up for the downtrodden. Maybe that's why. It just seemed like it was a little bit of a stretch, you know? Do you think we will discover what happens to Phryne during the course of the show? 
Definitely, yes. I think if if not, it would be really weird that they set it up so hard. Agreed. So you think by the end of the show, we'll know what happened to her. Yeah, but I don't think she's going to have a cameo, though, because, like, all four episodes are already out and no one has been talking about that. And I feel like mm-hmm. if that had happened, we would have heard about it. See, because I'm thinking my thought is that they'll just leave it a mystery. We won't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I would like to note that at this point, um, like, halfway through the episode, when we met the son, I was like, he's the murderer. I did, too. I was like, that guy definitely did it. And then I was right. And I was like, yes. <laughs> But I, never, I can never predict it. So I was really proud of myself. <laughs> I cannot say that I did. So kudos to you guys. Who did, Who you, did you think it was? was? I was I was thinking about the creepy or like the kind of odd ball who's always in the back room. And then I started thinking maybe it was Pansy and him together. Yeah. <laughs> Which that I know was, a- was like the obvious thing, but did you guys think it was weird that they set him up as, like, a weird creep and then he was, like, dating the number two model? I was like, okay, mannequin-obsessed creeps don't date models. That's just not <laughs> – I mean, maybe, but I don't yeah, want to yuck anyone's yelp here, but, like <laughs> – Yeah, they really, like, kind of laid it on thick with the weird mannequin stuff. And, yeah, it's like, uh... But I think they were just trying to – it was just a red herring to make you think that he was the murderer because he was a creep. Mm-hmm. But in fact, I think he was just a little bit awkward, like teenager or, you know, like young person at their first job who's just a little bit like nervous when and he like had information that he wasn't giving to the police. So I think he was just like being weird because he was nervous. Yeah, probably. Um, OK, also, I want to note um, maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but um, in the murder flashback, when all the details come out about the son and they do the flashback of how he strangles her with the stocking, he just grabs a random stocking. And then much earlier in the episode, they mm-hmm. it seemed like they were establishing that she was strangled with her own stocking, which would mean that he would have had to, like, take it off of her leg. Does, do you think did you guys notice that? Like, I did not. But that's true, because that's how Peregrine first gets onto the stocking is the murder method, because she looks in the photo and she's like, she's wearing two different stockings. So yeah. why would. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, was that just a bag of stuff, though, from the show? Like, yeah, maybe. He was, I can't remember exactly, but wasn't he like pulling it out of a bag with stuff in it? Because mm. then he like must have dress the body up for the show Ooh, what a creep yeah because like he kills her in the back room and then she ends up like in the show yeah and he puts her on the cake how did he get her up there that must have been quite the lift yeah. he didn't seem like a big and strong kind of guy but i don't know um oh that's so uh, yeah because then he kept the stocking to frame florence for the murder Ew. um those are all the notes I have, actually, about the episode. Yeah, I had some, like, random quotes that I liked and just, like, little asides. Um, <laughs> so I liked some of my favorite quotes where when Peregrine's first talking to the Adventurous Club, uh, Birdie's like, well, detecting wasn't a world for your aunt. It was a vocation. And I thought that was a little bit of a misrepresentation of Franny's career because I feel like detecting was also a world for her. <laughs> Yeah, like, 90% of the time she was pro bono. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> she was definitely having a good time. The, whole the, the last episode we reviewed, the guy that hired her was dead, and she was like, I'm still going to do the job. Like, <laughs> clearly not getting paid. <laughs> oh, anyway. she got paid. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I also thought that the, the, like, crooked cop inspector guy reminded me of Murdoch Foyle. Did anyone else get that vibe? No, because he was so, like, belligerent, whereas I felt like Murdoch Foyle was supposed to be, like, a calculating, like, brain through the nose. That's hooker. true, yeah. It was a different... I, I just had that thought when she when he first, like, comes into her house and, like, calls her girly and she, like, threatens him with the ISIS statue. I don't know. All right, just me. <laughs> I mean, he was, it was really creepy. I found him very creepy, like that, like you said, Genevieve, yeah. that first scene where he was, like, yeah. in there, girly, and he said girly again, and then later on, he said, like, I'm gonna batter you, and mm-hmm. what did fry he say? you. Like, fry you? Like, it was icky. Oh, yeah, I did note that, that he like wrote, he wrote, you're just a little fish. Yeah, and I thought yeah. that was strange. <laughs> and I, it's interesting that they revealed already the, like, um, the, photographs the the damning photographs of him because it's like is that just going to shut him up for the rest of the series or is he going to be the main antagonist 
Yeah, I, I think that's definitely setting up sort of a through plot line for next episode. Yeah. So I watched some scenes again, and I, I don't know if you all noticed this on the first round go through, but like he, he, you know, when he comes to the house after chasing her, he's holding the Isis statue. And that could have been a moment where he found it, but he didn't. Oh. Oh, that is, yeah. I didn't notice that. He's, like, holding it in their whole, like, conversation in the back room about where she's, like, kind of goading him on. And then before he leaves, he, like, takes the statue and, like, sets it down on the table and leaves. Oh, if only you'd known. Wow. Man, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm outnumbered by you, like, sleuthing attention to detail types. I just completely missed that. (laughs) I did, too. I did, well, to be fair, I was, like... I'm not going to like pause and take all the notes that I normally do and really keep close track of the murder because <laughs> I'm just watching this for the first time and I want to just like watch it through. So. And I was like, when does the sex happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, the first scene. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I liked that. That was cute. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the, the boyfriend. He seems like a nice guy. He like brought her plant eric yeah what's gonna happen with him no okay we need to talk about the plant though her mom is in the flower pot did she plant her mom's ashes with a a tree yeah i i think that's what they're implying and that's a little weird it's also a very small pot and it's i mean it's a lot of ashes when you have someone cremated like not to be morbid but it's a it's a large amount and it, it would probably fill that pot and i don't think that the plant could grow on ashes alone just personal thought there yeah it's, she, a, it's a small pot and a big plant I don't, I don't yeah, she must have done some sprinkling yeah mm-hmm. um also actually i kind of okay you said you didn't like birdie but a lot of the like my favorite quotes were birdie quotes so maybe i do like birdie um but also, she um, when they're looking at Mr. Blair's like day planner, and he's always playing squash at a certain address. Birdie goes, "That's nowhere near a squash court." And I'm like, <laughs> "What? This woman has all the squash court addresses in the city, just like on lockdown." And I was like, "That's unrealistic." And then I was like, "No, maybe she does. She's just like really into squash, and she just knows, and she knows that that is nowhere near a squash court." <laughs> Is that a really popular sport in Australia? We've received corrections in the past about Australian sports, so if you're out there, please send them. <laughs> yes, let us know what you know about squash in Australia. Yeah, I know next to nothing about squash anywhere. So, um, also, I liked at the end when they were looking at the photographs. Well, it wasn't at the end; it was before they solved the murder. Um, and where they're like looking at the photographs of the of of the dead uh, of Barbie and they're like there's something very strange about these photographs and Bertie says apart from being a damning commentary on marriage I thought that was funny <laughs> oh yeah that was funny <laughs> all right uh, that's that's all the notes I had Matt you, you, you seem to take the most close notes where I'm just like freewheeling it so what, what any final thoughts mm, no I think I don't think so well, I did do our normal ratings for this episode, which I didn't actually tell you guys I was doing. What? So. Unplanned. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was feeling <laughs> liberated from the normal rating system, but... Um. Well, I find I just, like, can't stop myself now. I just found myself being, like, favorite outfit, worst outfit, murder method, what would I rank it? I just, I can't, it's ingrained now. Well, I'm willing to do it on the fly. Me too. Um. All right, favorite outfit. Hmm. Someone else go first. I feel like I'm ordering at a restaurant. <laughs> oh, I guess I should go first because I int- I threw this wrench into the to the outline. Um, yeah. I really liked the dress that she's wearing. It's like a plaid green plaid dress, and the like the front piece is the pattern rotated, and it has the buttons on it. Uh-huh. I really like that. I liked that dress. I didn't notice the rotation. Yeah, it's like the pattern. It's like an opposed. Yeah. Like it's rotated. It looks really cool. I will say that my favorite was the pink set of pajamas. It was, it had little like, um, like chiffon, same color, but trim around the bottom of the top. Yeah. And matching set. It looks great with the robe and it, um, you know, she used it to her advantage with the expect- inspector. So. <laughs> yeah. Inspector Spe- Speed or Speed Steed. Detective Steed liked it. Detective Speed. 
Um, yeah, I loved all the high-waisted stuff. Like, I feel like I'm so glad that, that that's coming back. The 90s was, like, a low point for us for waistlines. Like, that was not forgiving to anyone. Um, anyway, just my my love for high-waisted things is well-documented. Anyway, I think I'm going to go with my favorite was the black dress. Like, I just, I just liked it, actually. Well, that leads into my next category, least favorite outfit, <laughs> which was the black dress. So... I thought there were some unnecessarily dowdy outfits on the adventuresses, like Carmelo, a.k.a. Violetta's, like, weird cardigan. I was just like, ew, you look like a librarian. What are you wearing? It's to disguise the fact that she was, like, like very, very sexy in the original series. So, you yeah. Know, <laughs> less observant, like myself, you wouldn't notice that it was the same actress. <laughs> um, I'd have to say the lady policewoman. Her oh, uniform yeah. was really unfortunate. <laughs> I was really glad to see a female police officer on the force, though. Yeah, I like what's brewing there, but I feel like that poor actress was probably, like, super stoked to land the role. And then they show her the costume, and she's like, oh, man. <laughs> like, really? <Not> again. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. <laughs> but I feel like it's the same thing that, like, happens to Dot in the original series, where it's sort of just, like, you know, it's Her an body. unfortunate yeah, it's an unfortunate Her body type is wrong for the era. Yes. <laughs> um, what about murder method? On the fly, just rapid fire rating of the murder method. Mm, four for the stocking, seven for the wedding cake reveal. Um, oh, and then elevator shaft, six and a half. Six and a half. Okay, Maddie. Oh, I'm going to say elevator shaft like a two. And... <laughs> Um, wedding cake? Probably a seven or eight. Wow, okay. It was a bold move. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gave it a three, because I just found it, like, ugh, and I really didn't like the murderer. Not that I ever liked the murderer. <laughs> they are, they're always a murderer. I gave it a three, both a three. I just, I, I don't know. I liked that he did it for his mom. It was very psycho, you know? That's true. <laughs> no, I can see, I can see the higher rating for the murder. He was protecting his mom. And the dad is, you know being a dick so it's true and Uh, for the record he was not gonna marry her let's be clear (laughs) (laughs) also okay when they first said that her she was complaining that the dress was a little tight i was like she's pregnant definitely pregnant did you guys think that too wait when was that was that the other model complaining about the dress being tight no barbie i don't remember that scene at all they were like just going back and forth before, I think before they even discovered that she was dead. And they're like, I don't know why she isn't here. She was, she was kind of complaining that like the dress was too tight. And I was like, she's pregnant. Well, it must've been after we found out she was dead. Cause I was like, she's pregnant. That's definitely going to be relevant to the murder. Mm, mm. It was a clue. That's all I'm saying. It was a clue. Well, I thought that I was like really cool for right when Pansy said she was drinking soda and crackers. I was like, she's pregnant. And then literally 10 seconds later, <laughs> that's what uh, Peregrine said. So I completely missed that. I didn't get that at all. I was like, soda and crackers, like models never eating anything. <laughs> you know, I was just like, sounds like a model, like was on oh, a I diet, was like, right? This is confirmation of my, my suspicion. Huh, totally missed it. Complaining about the dress being tight. She's definitely pregnant. <laughs> um, all right, what about sexual tension? Oh, I didn't do new skill of the week. I didn't actually rate this one, but. Well, detecting was her new skill of the week. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. She did already seem to know how to shoot pretty accurately. So that was. Rabbits. Yeah. Rabbits, yeah. <laughs> well, we know what the, her skill was not, and that is giving perms. <laughs> definitely not her strong suit would that actually cause someone's hair to just break off and fall out you think yeah it's like really yeah. harsh chemicals yikes okay sexual tension five room to grow it was there but not as much as i wanted oh i'll give a second for that i put seven i thought that scene at the end i really thought they were gonna kiss and then the boyfriend shows up and i was like oh right that guy well, see, the tension, though, is when they probably shouldn't, maybe, or they think they shouldn't, or there's something standing in the way. Whereas with the two of them there, there was really nothing standing in the way. It was just kind of like, Except you know, Eric. Yeah, but, like, it, they didn't set him up, really, as a, yeah, as, a as a rival. You know, he, was, he just kind of seemed like the guy with the car from the beginning. You know, we didn't know he was a boyfriend at that yes. point. So, yeah. 
I have to say I was a little surprised that she wasn't more, like, conflicted by the whole thing. And maybe maybe it's because she really likes Eric, but I was a little bit surprised that she was seemed to be so excited about him showing up when she had almost kissed the inspector. I, I yeah, I had the same thought. Yeah. Um actually yeah, and her her reception of him was so enthusiastic that Dan from the other room said, "What's all that sexy giggling?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> oh, oh, one other thing. Sorry, I just saw this in my notes and I didn't bring it up before. But um, I was really, I, I thought it was really funny that we got another appearance of a, a female massager. Oh, was there a female, was yes. there a vibrator in the original? What, what was it? In the in episode where, um, the, um, the episode where it's all the, the ladies that are like crazy. It's the murder weapon. It shorts out and kills the woman. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the, with the psychologist guy and... Um, the brother and sister. Uh, I don't remember that at all. Wait, the brother and sister where the brother is, like, getting it on with the stepmom? Yeah. No, 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 with the sister. Wait, there's, there's also... a psychologist guy who's camped out at, at, um, at Aunt Prudence's. The female massager's murder weapon. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, it's like, what's the, it's like a, I don't know, it's one of my favorite episodes. Okay, anyway, well... We'll get to it eventually. We'll get we to it. We haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think that wraps us up for this episode, yeah. unless you guys have any last notes. No, my last note is about the female massagers. So I'll just, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> and let's just say they've come a long way since then, apparently. Like, that did not look like silicone to me. <laughs> um, so next time we will be reviewing season two, episode 11. 11, Dead Air. A great one. I so can't wait. Like- I can't wait. Um, I'm glad that we're mixing it up a little bit, though, with, like, new content, old favorite content, so. Yeah, and listeners, let us know if you also like it. We are eagerly awaiting your messages. (laughs) And Maddie, thank you for joining us as special correspondent. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, we we appreciate your fresh perspective. And uh, sorry for keeping you up past your bedtime. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, over and out. Do, 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 do. <laughs> ah. Am I being detained? Am I being detained?